Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Journey Through Sunship podcast. I am Calvin Calhoun Jr. And for this month, um, for our July Focus Moments, we're focusing on the heart of David. For so many people, when they talk about David as a man after God's own heart, people tend to think about David when he was king. And of course, the infamous, he had Uriah killed to have Bathsheba. Of course, he will ultimately have a son named, what, Solomon. Okay, who would eventually take the throne. And we talk about all the beautiful Psalms that David wrote. But very little do we focus on the pre-kingship of David. The pre-kingship of David is so critical. Because for, to be a man after God's own heart, it has to start somewhere. It has to start somewhere. And so today we want to look at that beginning, the pre-kingship of David, and look at the power of submitting to authority. This is so critical because the problem with many of us now is that we want to be in leadership, we want to be leading people and all this other stuff, but we we don't even know how to operate under authority. Before you can lead, you must learn how to operate under authority. Everybody in the Bible went through it. Everybody went through it. Before you could lead people, you had to know what it meant to operate under authority. So let's look at um, 1 Samuel chapter 16. Everybody turn to 1 Samuel chapter 16. We see this beautiful story. We see that the Lord is now going to speak to Samuel about how he feels about Saul. It says, and the Lord said unto Samuel, how long will thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill thy home with oil and gold, and I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. We know the prophetic uh, word of the Lord that said the scepter should not leave from Judah. Saul was not of the tribe of Judah. Saul was of the tribe of Benjamin. And so we know that Saul was the people's choice to be king, but the but God's prophecy and his word is going to go forth. And so Saul, with all of his flaws and all the things that he did wrong, God has rejected him. He rejected him. And guess what he said? I have raised up a king in Jesse's house. Jesse the Bethlehemite. And we know we get what? Bethlehem. The word Bethlehem means what? House of bread. That's what we know. Jesus was born in where? Bethlehem because he is the bread from heaven. He is the word of God. He is the bread that nourishes us. Okay. <laughs> you got the point. Right. So in other words, the, 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 the scepter shall not. So the kingship, the kingship shall return now to Judah and shall be anointed. So of course, now how does God select his king? How does God select the king that he has wanted to rule over Israel. It says this in verse number 7 of 1 Samuel chapter 16. He says, But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. That's so important. The Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. See, Paul tells us, regard no man by the flesh. Why? It's his heart. A broken and contrite heart. David would say this. A broken and a contrite heart are the spiritual sacrifices of God, and he shall not despise that. He wants that. A broken and contrite heart. But guess what? David 
this is what it says about David. He was a ruddy fellow. He was a ruddy. He had a beautiful countenance and goodly to look at. And the Lord said, Arise and anoint, anoint uh, him, for this is he. David was the youngest of uh, Jesse's sons. Now, all the other ones were big in stature, strong. They were ready for war. They were prepared to be soldiers. But David was this young little ruddy guy in the field tending to sheep. See, don't despise small beginnings of where people come from because sometimes God has their destiny locked into the thing that they're doing at a very young age. David was tending to sheep. He was overseeing the sheep. And David would go through trials in doing that. Of course, you know, he had the trial but with the lying and the trial with the bear where the Lord delivered him and delivered the sheep from out the mouth of those, of those predators. And that's a, a prophetic picture of the predatory nature of demons, the predatory nature of the kingdoms of the earth, of how they will try to kill the son. But the son will be delivered. The son will be delivered. But that's, we, that's a whole nother topic there. But the point is, is that David was being prepared to be king from a very, very young age. But then when Saul sees him and the Lord says, this is he. Now watch what the Lord does. He says this in verse number 12, verse number 13. He says, then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah, but the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. So in other words, look, though Saul was sitting on the throne, please understand this. Though Saul was sitting on the throne, God anointed David to be king. David had the spirit of the Lord. Now, this is what most of us would have done. Oh, I got the spirit of the Lord. Saul, hey, buddy, time for you to get up out of here. I have the spirit upon me to be king, okay? That's what we would have done. And guess what? Probably got killed for that. That's not what David did. This is what happened. The, the evil spirit falls upon Saul. Saul says, who can come and soothe? This evil spirit from me. To soothe this from me. And Saul sent that word by his servants. And this is what his servants said. One of the servants said. Verse number 18. Behold I have seen a son of Jesse. The Bethlehemite. That is cunning and plain. And a mighty valiant man. And a man of war. And prudent in matters. And a calmly person. Watch this. And the Lord is with him. Now, that should have concerned Saul. Because Saul was anointed to be king. But he said the Lord is with him. He's with him. Not with you. He's with him. But Saul was so grieving by this evil spirit. He says what? Send for him. Send for him. And ultimately David came to Saul. Verse 21. And stood before him, and he loved him greatly, and he became his armor bearer. And Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Let David, I pray thee, stand before me, for he has found favor in my sight. And it came to pass, when the evil spirit of, from God was upon Saul, that David took a harp and played with his hand. So Saul was refreshed 
and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. So look at this now. David has the spirit of the Lord upon him. But what does David do? He recognizes the authority that Saul still has. Let's, let me say it one more time. Though David had the spirit of the Lord upon him, he still recognized the authority that Saul had. So many of us would have tried to overthrow Saul immediately to take the throne. And that would have been out of order. And that's how we get so many of these churches that are just completely out of order and birthed, listen to me, birthed in rebellion. Yep, that's a, that's how we get them because people get mad. They see a grace and, oh, no, no, stop my grace. No, you need to learn how to serve. Learn how to serve under someone. See, so, say, see, David understood. He watched Saul as a king. But you know what David did? He never tried to overthrow Saul. He served Saul faithfully. Even when Saul was hunting him like a dog to kill him. He never ever spoke against Saul because God, he saw God, he saw Saul as God's anointed because he was still sitting in a place of authority. But David yet held on. David didn't speak ill of Saul. He served him faithfully. Even look, the grace that was on David was able to conquer the enemies that Saul could not conquer. Ultimately, we know we're talking about Goliath. Okay? We know that. Now, I want you to understand, David still wasn't anointed king at that time. Let me give you a scripture real quickly. Everybody turn over to the book of Galatians. Yeah, let, let's drop over into the New Testament for a second. Everybody turn to Galatians chapter 4. As y'all can hear those pages turning. Yes, I have an actual physical Bible right here. Galatians chapter 4, it says this. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the appointed time of the father. See, you may have the grace. You may have an apostolic anointing. You may have a prophetic anointing. You may have an evangelistic anointing. You may have a pastoral anointing. You may have a teacher anointing. But the Bible says that you're under governors and tutors until the appointed time of the father. It was not David's time to be king. David served Saul as the sitting authority and there would be a time that would come that his his time to sit on the throne would be there but david did not once think to rebel against the sitting authority even as wrong as saul was david still served him see that's the heart of david how many of us have a heart to serve someone to serve those who are sitting under, even though we know we've been given grace to do so much more. See, it's good to be under governors and tutors. Why? Because you begin to see the good and the bad. You get to see how when one falls, how, is one sh how should one be restored? 
But to have the heart of David is to love authority and to love sitting authority and to respect the authority that God has established. He loved David. And that was something so special about David that many of us really need to embrace. We got to stop judging people by what we see outwardly. So many young people are coming into the kingdom. So many leaders are looking younger and younger. And a lot of older people don't want to submit to someone that looks younger. But guess what? What does the Bible say? Oh, I got some lint in my head. Praise God. <laughs> what did God say? Don't judge by the outward. The servants even said that the Lord is with him. If we can't recognize grace and what it looks like when God sends someone with the grace for us to give us the word of God, that's to strengthen us, to encourage us, to edify us, to exhort us. We're not going to be able to say, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Because we're looking outwardly. We're looking outwardly at someone. I, I think about I think about Paul, who was once Saul. Not this Saul, but Saul in the New Testament. But Paul, remember what they used to say about him? Wait, isn't this the same Paul that did this and persecuted the church? But the grace on Paul's life spoke so much louder. And the grace that was upon David, he didn't have to rebel against Saul. The grace showed that the Lord was with him. And at the appointed time, after going through all the trials, going through all the testing that the Lord would put him through, he would be ultimately prepared to take the throne at an appointed time. See, we don't, we got people who don't want to go through no process. We got people who don't want to mature. We got people who, don't, who believe, well, uh, I, I, I should just take over. Woe to a nation whose child is the king, an immature babe. We got too many babies in the church. We got too many babies in leadership. And what happens is they tend to, they don't rule from a servant heart. They don't rule by grace. They don't rule by love. They rule to, for people to serve them instead of them serving the people. David served the sitting authority. He, as flawed as he was, David understood authority. And guess, look at all the beautiful things God did through David before he became king. So we need to go back and look at what it means to sit under authority. The Bible says, obey those that have the rule over you, for they watch for your soul. Who are those people that watch for your soul? That's your pastor. That's your spiritual father. That's your leader. That's the one that God gave you and sent to you to watch for your soul, to help bring you to maturity. That's who they are. So we want to talk. We don't want to, Lord have mercy. We don't want to respect the pastor. And, 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 when, and the time we don't want to respect them, to be honest, the time we don't want to respect them is when they're rebuking and correcting us. But the Bible says, do not despise the chastisement and the chastening of the Lord, for he deals with you as sons. So if you have a spiritual father that's telling you that you're wrong and that you, this is why and they're giving you spiritual wisdom and understanding, you're, it's better for you to obey, especially when it's coming from the Lord and you know their heart 
obey. Because they're watching for your soul. They don't watch over your spirit. Your spirit already got oversight. That's God himself. They watch for your soul. And when they watch for your soul, they help teach you how to bring your soul back under the rule of the spirit. So we've got to learn how to submit to authority. We've got to learn that. You, you, we keep talking about ruling and, and lordship. Listen, in Isaiah chapter 11, um, 1 through 2, it, speak, it spoke of Jesus saying and the, uh, 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 that the spirit of the Lord was upon him of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel, power, might, and the fear of the Lord. Lordship was mentioned first. The last one was mentioned was the fear of the Lord. But we know that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You're not going to get to know lordship without the fear of the Lord. Without the respect and the reverence of God, without being humble and submit to him, didn't it not say that he shall give much grace to the humble? So you don't think, God ain't giving you no grace to represent him and you, ain't, you don't know what it means to operate under authority? You think you just all of a sudden wake up and, you, and you're ruling? No, you're a child. You have to learn what it means to rule. That's why he says you're under governors and tutors. You're under those spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers. You're under those that apostle, that pastor, that prophet to help bring you to maturity. Ultimately to learn how to rule. Because if you rule from a carnal mindset, you'll rule for self and you'll rule for your own self-glory. You won't rule for the glory of God. You won't be a servant. You'll be a dictator. I can promise you that. And the grace that you think what you're doing is by the grace of God, no, it'll be by your own strength. You'll be like the rider in Revelation, conquering and to conquer. And that's the spirit of Nimrod. That rebels against God and conquers people by his own strength. That is not the rulership of Christ. The rulership of Christ begins with love. It begins with servanthood. It begins with laying down life. But it also begins with learning what it means to operate under authority. So if you believe that you should just rebel against the sitting authority that God has over you. You're going to be greatly, greatly distressed because God will not support rebellion. Many churches have been birthed out of rebellion. That is not God. It'll be at an appointed time. Learn to be patient. Learn to serve. Learn to watch. Learn to learn. Learn what you're seeing. It's a process. God's taking you through a process. And I promise you, on the other side of that process, you'll be able to appreciate what God did and how he was working out these little character flaws and idiosyncrasies that will hinder you from walking by the wisdom of God. It'll hinder you from walking by the wisdom of God. So in order to be a leader, you must learn what it means to be a great follower. You must learn what it means to serve. And to not rebel against sitting authority, even in their flaws. So, I pray that you receive something from this. I pray that you learn to be patient in your process. 
and wait for the Lord to exalt you and to establish you where he has always wanted to establish you in his time, in his kairos, in his moment and for you. And guess what? When you do it and you do it the right way, guess what? It won't be by but your own strength. It'll be by the grace of God. So may God bless you till we meet again on the Journey Through Sonship podcast.